Could family genetics be a reason that no matter what we try, we still can't lose the fat and inches from our problem areas? To learn more, we spoke to Dr. Brian Strand from Sonobello. While some people can eat everything and stay thin, others diet and exercise daily and still pack on fat and inches to their problem areas. It's not your fault. It can be genetics. If you struggle to lose the fat from your tummy, love handles, thighs, and back, you're likely battling your family genetics. The good news is we have an answer. Sonobello uses a remarkable technique called microlaser fat removal. In one comfortable visit, the fat in your hardest places to lose is gone permanently. Stop wrestling with your family genes and lose the fat permanently. And right now, you can save $250. The results are life-changing. Do this for you. Don't wait. Visit sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Welcome to the Secret to Everything radio show. I am Dr. Kimberly McGeorge, and you are in for a treat. We talk about all things paranormal, consciousness, alternative health, cryptozoology. I don't even know what we do not talk about. What, what don't we talk about, Lori Wynn? Ah, we talk about everything. Energy, frequency, sound, light, cryptos, like you said, all the other ones. I was just trying to fill in the blanks. <laughs> no, that was good. So, uh and this is my beautiful and amazing, I'm, I'm going to call you a drummer because that'll confuse people. So my drummer co-host, that sounds so cool. It sounds like we're like in the 80s. My drummer co-host, Lori Wynn, I'm going to call you a drummer this show. It's very rhythmic. <laughs> there you go. I like that. Very rhythmic. So I'm going to give you a little teaser. I'm not going to tell you who it is until the next segment, but we had so much response to uh, one of our last guest, one of the kind of recent last guests that we actually invited her back on and Lori got her to say yes. I don't even know how that happens. So we're going to dig deeper into some of the topics that y'all, as we say in the South, right, Lori, <laughs> like yep. to talk about. Um, I tell you, my grammar, I used to have like impeccable grammar. I'm sorry, I just have to, I live in the South so I can tease the South, right? But when I moved down here, it's just so much fun. My girls are always like, why do you adopt the accent of everybody <laughs> you talk to? <laughs> you know, I'll go to a gas station, you know, in the mountains and I'll start kind of talking even more with a Southern drawl. And we never think we pick it up, but we do, don't we, Lori? Oh my gosh, my husband with that Tennessee accent, it just, it just comes on me sometimes. I find myself saying it and I'm from the Midwest where you're not supposed to have an accent. But then when I go back there, they're like, you sounding like you have a drawl or something. I'm like, no, no, it's my husband. He's rubbing off on me. <laughs> you know what's funny, though, when you're from the Midwest, because I'm also from the Midwest. But when you're from the Midwest and you go out like to Colorado or you go up east to like Massachusetts, they're like, where are you from, girl? You have an accent. <laughs> Just 
I guess we all have that dialect, that energetic thing that we get going on depending, you know, where, where we live, but I'm really excited to talk to our guests. So I really don't have a time, a time to do like a meditation. I'd, I'd really, really love to, but I do want to talk to you guys just a little bit about the current energy. Uh, we are in our favorite time of the year, Lori. Do you know what time of the year we're in? I so felt springtime so beginning, new beginnings. Oh, gosh, Lori, you're too positive for this show. We're going to have to fire you. <laughs> Mercury retrograde, girlfriend. Oh, well, that part, too. <laughs> <laughs> part and I've got to tell you, Lori knows something major, like a major part of Secret to Everything crashed two days ago. And it's, I don't even know if we're fully in it yet. I'd have to look at the charts, but I think we're pretty close. It's like, yeah. And, and there's also always a shadow period. I don't know if you guys are aware of it. I call it the echo effect. Some people call it the shadow period. But as we come in and out of, whether it's planetary energies or uh, consciousness energies, there's always this prequel and then there's this after effect so it's not clean it's not like oh if i can only make it if i can only make it to april 20th everything will be okay no i'm sorry everything won't be okay well it may be okay but but it will be more okay if you arm yourself with the knowledge of the energy and you roll with it so if you know your communications are going to go down if you know you're going to have car issues if you know you're going to have relationship problems more likely in this time period when you have this freaking huge fight with your husband you can be like oh that's cool it's not even us. It's the planets. And you can laugh and make up really quick. So energies do affect, you know, if you don't believe that, get a really good, and I mean really good Eastern or Western astrology reading. Lori, doesn't it blow your mind? Like, I'm not an astrology girl. Everybody who knows me knows. And I even tell the girls, I'm like, oh, I hate to, you know, say planetary energy all the time. But I don't think we should worship it. I don't think we should let it dictate our lives. But I definitely think there's something to it. What are your thoughts, Lori? Oh, absolutely. I I started um, doing the moon cycles. And that just kind of helped me. Like, I would start a project and then see where I was two weeks later or whenever the moon was. And that started getting me in a rhythm of life, basically. And then when I started to hear about the retrogrades, and I think we have five planets in retrograde, actually. Um, I know Venus just came out or whatever, but I don't follow them as close as I do. But when I do know that there's a lot of um, retrograde in the area and the planets, I start to kind of step back and look inward and reflect more than I would if I was just gun ho doing things. And that was that's just my rhythm. You know, I just like I can feel that cadence, I guess, with the planets. And I try to align myself that way because it makes me more productive. Because if I plow through them in a in a retrograde period, then I I end up stepping back anyway because it, it gets lost. <laughs> so that's how yeah. I feel. I I think that's great. And I didn't know, you know, you just made me feel a lot better. So thank you. I know we're out of Venus or we're in the shadow after effect period of Venus. So you just made me feel better, actually, that everything's going so crazy, so good, so bad, so all over. But when we come back, we're going to talk to our surprise guest, right, Lori, right here on The Secret to Everything with Dr. Kimberly and Lori Wynn. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, 
Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the X-Zone Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere. 24-7-365. President of a new cancer foundation focusing on evidence-based physical, mental, and spiritual interventions, including natural cancer cures, prayer, meditation, affirmations, nutrition, and other related holistic cancer prevention and cure modalities. These are used in cancer education, research, and financing care. I ask for your help to continue this important work by donating at www.holisticcancerfoundation.com. Hello, I'm Pete Marsh. With my daughter Justina, we will be presenting the new radio show, Too Good to Be True. If something seems too good to be true, it usually is. But with the help of Justina's amazing gifts, we're going to gain insight into questions that don't yet have complete answers. Have you wondered who built Stonehenge and for what reason? Why are crop circles found in the same region as Stonehenge and elsewhere? Are crop circles a hoax or are they created with technologies that we have little knowledge of? Who built the pyramids in Egypt and also in other countries? How and why were they built? Was the Titanic switched with the Britannic as part of a gigantic insurance fraud or for more insidious reasons? What caused the Tunguska event when trees were flattened over an 800 square mile area in Siberia? Will the new insights be too good to be true? Well, that will depend on what you are prepared to believe. Please join us as we start on this journey together. For more information on Too Good To Be True, visit www.xzbn.net. Little children aren't the only ones afraid of the dark. Millions of soldiers return from war zones with PTSD, anger, frustration, fear, and loneliness, much of which surfaces during the darkness of the night. You have the chance to change the lives of these American heroes. Songs and Stories for Soldiers.us provides free MP3 players for these men and women. With a list of 3 million songs in 16 different styles, 100,000 audiobooks, and 30,000 old-time radio programs, 
every veteran can find something to soothe and comfort them at no cost. All our players contain an eight-hour audio program designed to help veterans fall asleep. With 1,500-plus vets now participating, it's our goal to deliver 10,000 audio players this year. Go to our website at songsandstoriesforsoldiers.us. Help us help a veteran make it through the night. Welcome back to The Secret to Everything. I am Dr. Kimberly McGeorge, and I am here with Lori Wynn. And Lori, I'm going to let you introduce our much-requested guest that we have today. Okay. Rosemary Ellen Guiley is the leading expert in paranormal, metaphysical, and spiritual field. She is the author of more than 60 books. She researches afterlife, spirit communications, dreams, entity contact experience, and hauntings. She's been a dream work facilitator since the 1990s and is a board member of the Academy of Spiritual Consciousness, a founding member of the Afterlife Research and Education Institute, and a former board member of the International Association for the Study of Dreams. Boy, she is a knowledgeable woman. Let's welcome Rosemary Ellen Guiley. Welcome to the show. Did we lose her, Lori? No. Hello. There she is. Hi, Rosemary. Yes, I'm here. I'm so glad to be back. (laughs) Uh, We're so glad to have you back. Thank you so much for being here. I just want to, I'm going to strip a little glamour from you. I'm sorry, Rosemary. I just have to do it. I am actually a board member of a couple things, and I just want to say, Yes, it's an honor being a board member, but that just means you do most of the work, right, Rosemary? <laughs> well, some of these organizations, they do take up a lot of time. Um, yes. Um, I've always uh, participated in organizations that I felt were, um, first of all, I liked their goals and, and the work they were doing and felt I could make a meaningful contribution and uh, and also that it would be uh, beneficial for me to to have that association as well. And, uh, you know, it varies organization to organization. But, yes, the board uh, members uh, do get stuck with the grunt work. Yeah, I just think it's funny because everybody, my girls are like, uh, oh, congratulations, you know, you got on this board. I'm like, don't don't congratulate me. It just means I'm still dumb. <laughs> I'm just teasing you. I'm just teasing you. But you've written this magical, wonderful book called Dream Messages from the Afterlife, Visits from the Dead. And... I'm curious, Rosemary, we talked about it on a previous show. So if you guys didn't hear her first show that she did with us, please look that up because we, we kind of talk about a lot in there and, and it's a good, pre- kind of a prerequisite for this. But have you had any personal experiences with dreams, the afterlife, the dead, you know, any of the things that you talk about in your book? Have you had any personal stories that have happened to you? I have indeed, uh, Kimberly, and uh, my first experience with a dream visit from the dead was with my father and it did propel my research in this direction at the time it happened uh, which was in the uh, early 80s I was already interested in these topics and I was writing about them and uh, from one perspective uh, or another but um, my father's death and dad and I were very close uh, and the dream visit that I shared with him after his death 
um, really galvanized uh, a lot of my energy in the direction of, of metaphysics. And um, uh, Dad died on an operating table, and uh, I, so I did not have the opportunity to be with him when he passed. Uh, he had died of an aneurysm. And uh, I was uh, in New York, and he was in Seattle, uh, very far away. And, uh, you know, many people are in these circumstances where uh, our friends and family members pass away uh, suddenly, and we get the news in uh, a phone call. And, of course, it's devastating. And people usually, you know, they would like uh, some sort of, like, final goodbye or um, closure or something. That's, that's definitely part of the grieving process. Well, I never expected that I would have a reunion with my father in dreams. But about two weeks after he passed, um, I had a very intense, uh, lucid dream uh, there are certain hallmarks of these visitation dreams which are different from ordinary dreaming, uh, and many people feel that they are just as real as waking consciousness, and that's how I felt in this dream. And I was uh, back in Seattle. I was sitting in the living room uh, of my parents' house, and uh, I was in a chair, an easy chair, and Dad was in another easy chair, and we were looking at each other, and my mother was in the house but not present in the dream. And I'm looking at Dad, knowing that he's dead. And then I also know in the dream that Dad knows he's dead and that Dad knows that I know he's dead. Um, and I speak up and I say, Dad, what are you doing here? You, you can't be here. You're dead. And um, he starts to tell me about this is an unfinished business dream. Uh, all the things that, you know, were left undone at, at the time, uh, you know, he died um, Dad was um, uh, in his 70s, but he was a, a very active man, and, and, you know, none of us ever pass over with our calendar complete. And uh, mm. uh, so Dad was, you know, he had a lot of things in, in the works. And so I have this conversation with him in the dream, and I do not remember the details uh, of the conversation. And, and, in fact, I think it was not important to remember the details, but just that a certain conversation took place where uh, I tried to persuade Dad that uh, he should just let it all go, and and he had to move on because he was in the afterlife now, and so he just had to let that earthly stuff go. And at the end of the dream, I see him um, looking like he's making some kind of transition. I see him going. Uh, he's in a long line of people, and they're going into... Uh, like a big building, and uh, these are common images in uh, afterlife uh, and even near-death dreams where there's some sort of barrier or um, people going into a, like a, a place that is not accessible to the living, and uh, I had the feeling that Dad was going to work because that's the kind of guy he was. He, he liked to be busy, um, and I felt when I woke up that I had done something very significant with my father that I had helped him make his complete transition to the afterlife. I just knew it. Well, I didn't talk about the dream, uh, and this is very true with a lot of people. They, they're afraid other people are going to say they're crazy or it's wish fulfillment or uh, it didn't really happen, and so they don't talk about it because um, they don't want to be ridiculed, and they also don't want to lose the power of the experience. Well, Several years later, uh, I was visiting my mom, and we were talking about Dad. 
And she mentioned, now mom was very psychic. She had lots of visitations and uh, precognitive dreams and whatnot. Um, And she said, you know, for two weeks after dad died, um, I knew he was here in the house. And she went on to tell me that uh, she could feel his presence in the house. And it was an electrical, uh, even a a luminescent presence. Um, And she knew exactly where he was in the house. Uh, she would come in from the outside, and she would know that he was in a certain room. She couldn't understand why he was still in the house two weeks after he died. And then uh, she said, and all of a sudden, he went away. Well, that's when I had this dream with my father. It was two weeks after he died. And uh, I never told my mother that dream experience, but I shared it with her then. And uh, to me, that was validation that I had indeed had a genuine encounter in the dream state with my father pertaining to his transition to the afterlife. Hmm. That's so beautiful. I love that. We have the real ghost whisperer, one of them. Uh, That's like totally, um, and I know that they base that on um, stories from different people, but, and especially, um, you know, one man's life, but so that is a very common uh, experience. And I love that you, I don't think you needed that validation, Rosemary, but I love that you got it anyway. I, I never get tired as long as I've been using, actively using my abilities. I never get tired of validation. I think that's so beautiful that your mother and you both had validation of your experiences. Uh, it is. And a lot of times we don't get, um, you know, the good heat, housekeeping seal of approval on something like that. <laughs> uh, you know, That's but, so true. You, you know, you kind of have to intuit it yourself. It's in, um, you know, when we were talking in, in the earlier show that uh, we all did together, um, I, I made comments about um, a personal truth, that a lot of these experiences mm. become part of our personal truth. And so we have to define that personal truth in order to hold the power of the experience and be able to integrate uh, something from that experience into our consciousness and lives. And that's the way it is with, uh, with afterlife uh, dreaming. But they are very, very powerful experiences. And um, there is often a tactile uh, sensations. That is, uh, there is touching of the person who's dead. They feel very lifelike and solid. <clears throat> They're breathing uh, wow. They don't. They don't talk verbally. However, it's it's telepathic communication, and that is, uh, I would say, in accounts almost a hundred percent. And <clears throat> uh, people may uh, smell things like the smell of skin, the smell of hair. Uh, the the dead person looks um, very very lifelike, uh, and. I think that they can assume these sort of temporary bodies for uh, this bridge experience. It is a bridge. It's a bridge in the astral plane that forms for this, uh, this meeting to take place. And there is something about the dreaming state of consciousness that uh, is the best state of consciousness to be in for this to, to happen. It, uh, when people have visitations in waking consciousness, they're, they're much different. And uh, these are uh, much more engaged, they're more detailed, and they're more meaningful. Mm, as, as always, you said a mouthful. I really love that you said that, that 
the people that experience this don't necessarily need the validation, although it's certainly pleasant to have. I've experienced it, and I, and I am going to go here with you because you did mention this word. So I am going to go here in one of these segments with you in this show. But, you know, I've had a lot of face-to-face experiences with, uh, we'll call them elementals, uh, with the cryptozoology creatures. And it's funny because I used to be a member, uh, Rosemary and uh, Lori, of many, many, many crypto groups. And I'm considered somewhat of, which I don't consider myself because I'm always learning, an expert but I used to belong to a lot of these and talk to a lot of people and take pictures and go on hunts and, you know, the whole thing. And there came a point where I kind of stopped and I'm like, you know what? I don't need any validation. I don't need to see someone else's pictures. I don't need to. And I'm not saying it's not fun. You know, I don't need to hear someone else's stories because my experience and, and you know what I'm going to say, Rosemary, was so undeniable when you are face to face with a flesh and blood creature that is giant that that makes noises and smells a certain way and you can see the individual hairs and you can describe it in vivid detail you don't need anyone to validate that experience and so i'm hearing you say the same things about all these beautiful dream experiences uh that that bears some of those same markers and and my personal opinion is that the dream state is equally or more valid than the waking state and i do want to get your viewpoint on that on the other side of this break as well. Any final thoughts before we head to break, Lori? No, this is all interesting, but it does bring up a story which I'll tell in the next uh, segment. So in case you just joined us, we want you to know that we are here with Rosemary Ellen Guiley, and she is the author of Dream Messages from the Afterlife, Visits from the Dead, one of our most popular subjects on The Secret to Everything. And you can go to our website, visionaryliving.com. We'll be back with lots more on the other side of this break with Dr. Kimberly, Lori Wynn, Rosemary on The Secret to Everything. are our personal gateways into infinite wisdom. Don't miss Shamanic Counselor and Indigenously Trained Dream Decoder Sandra Corcoran's inspiring book, Shamanic Awakening Between the Dark and the Daylight. This remarkable work chronicles Sandra's 35 years of experience with diverse wisdom keepers and her initiations throughout the Americas and across the British Isles, Turkey, Greece, and Egypt. Sandy's knowledge of symbology, psychology, and myth influenced her dream blog and workshops. Sandy offers private tarot readings, international journeys, a meditative CD, as well as her book, Shamanic Awakening, to encourage you as you navigate this earthwalk, creating a deeper connection to yourself and all that is. Find this and more at Sandy's website, starwalkervisions.com. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. 
For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. How would you like to be able to read other people's minds? Well, the next best thing is here. When you know how to read a person's name, you know how the person thinks, feels, and behaves. Each letter in our name holds a key to unlock our true essence. Our name contains both our gifts and challenges in this lifetime. Nemology Science discovers personality secrets hidden in the placement of the letters of our names, including the first and last impression people remember about us. Sharon shows us how to interpret the arrangement of letters as outlined in her book, Know the Name, Know the Person. Sharon Lynn Wyeth created Nemology Science after 18 years of research and testing her theories and has supported thousands of people around the world in understanding themselves and others better. You'll enjoy Sharon's unique teachings as she shares her system to learn the gifts behind your given birth name. Even if you don't like your birth name, there are jewels in this book. If you're thinking of changing your name, ready to name your child, or wanting to get along better with others, this is the book for you. If you'd like to improve your relationships and change your life for the better, get the book today, Know the Name, Know the Person, or visit www.knowthename.com. That's www.knowthename.com. Hello, I'm Justina Marsh, and with my dad, Pete, we are going to present a new show called Too Good to Be True. Together, we are aiming to discover more truths about this world and beyond. Do you have unanswered questions about the world? Do you ever wonder about aliens, conspiracy theories, or the universe? There are many shows discussing subjects such as pyramids or UFOs, but we want to relay this information based on our own research, including from spiritual means. Hopefully, listeners will be helped with their own beliefs and will appreciate the psychic insights that add to the previous research and information. We both look forward to sharing this insight and beginning this journey with our listeners. Visit xzbn.net for more information about when to listen. joining the secret to everything i am dr kimberly mcgeorge and i am here with a beautiful and amazing talented and conversational lori win and we have been speaking uh to the equally beautiful amazing talented author of 60 books extremely prolific i'm sure you've heard of her she is rosemary ellen guy lee and we have the privilege of having her on the show today now lori we want to hear your story but before that i want to get rosemary's spin what do you think about do you think the dream life is just as valid as the waking life? What are your kind of thoughts about dream life versus waking life? It's uh, at the very least as valid and perhaps uh, even more so because of the kind Amen. of experiences <laughs> that we, we have in dreams. Um, they connect us to alternate realities, to the divine, to uh, our higher self. Um, they're more uh, focused on um, the how and why of what we're doing in life. So they, they reach out to uh, a big purpose, and uh, we should pay attention to our dreams, even our ordinary dreams. They're just um, treasure chests of 
uh, helpful guidance and insights about uh, life and how we think we're doing in life and about our purpose in life. And uh, so, yes, they're extremely important. Yeah, I love that you said that. I, I had a hunch that that was your viewpoint. And it's so funny because I've always thought dreams were important. But as I'm getting older and experiencing more and studied more as you and, and used my abilities more, I, I've come to the conclusion, and I'll be sharing about this in my next class, that dreams may be more important than our waking life. So I love that you said that too. But Lori, tell us a story. Well, I want to I wanna agree with that because I think dreams make you pay attention and they bring things to your attention because the world takes all of it away from us a lot of times and dreams kind of puts us back into that place. And the example that I wanted to share was in the other show, um, Rosemary spoke, and in your book, Rosemary, you spoke about the different types of um, dreams. And I had one, was it was a dream that foretold death. And it was at a time where my mom was um, fighting her battle with cancer. And I was staying with her for a few weeks. And I didn't realize that that was going to be the last two weeks of her life. But I had a dream one night, um, she was alive, and uh, we were all on a boat. My father had passed away a year before her, and that was my first actual dealing with death. I never had anyone close to me die, so I was like in my 50s <laughs> before anyone close to me died. And, you know, my mother and I were very tight, and um, I was staying with her, and I dreamt that we were on a ship, um, the rest of my family, and she actually jumped off the ship and was in the water and she I could see her in the water drowning and I was like you know emotional about it because it was like my mother's dying she's drowning and she wouldn't come up and you know everybody wanted to jump in but nobody did and it just kind of and then then all I saw were bubbles so I knew she was gone and then um, a little dolphin came up and just gave me the, like, this little smile kind of thing. It was kind of playful. But I was very, the, the morning, the next morning, I was really like sad, but I was okay because she was still alive. But it turned out that about four or five days later, she did pass away. So it was kind of like an emotional release kind of premonition to be strong and to be okay with her passing. Um, and that's actually the power of that experience. It, it gave me insights that she was going to go soon. Um, but it did give me that, you know, like a premonition that she was going to go. Well, there's some interesting symbolisms in that dream, Lori. Uh, first of all, being on a boat. And boats are symbols of uh, a journey um, and also transition. In dreams of the uh, terminally ill, um, they will often have uh, boats in them, like setting out in a boat to go across mm -hmm. a large body of water or down a river. Uh, they are very symbolic of, of transition from life. And, of course, in, in Greek mythology, we have that represented by the rivers that surround Hades, uh, which was the underworld of the dead. And you had to cross the rivers to get to the, to the underworld. And... Um, Sometimes people have dreams with a pilot in the boat or a ferryman, you know, similar to uh, the Greek motif. Also, the appearance of the dolphin is very significant because a dolphin is 
Uh, it's a, a symbol called a psychopomp, and uh, the psychopomp is the escort of the souls to the dead. Mm. Uh, they escort the dead to the afterlife, and that mm. also goes back to ancient Greek times as well. Wow. That just made it even more powerful. Yeah, I just got chills all over my own body. I'm kidding. Lori, can we kidnap? Do you think we can kidnap Rosemary and put her in a closet and we want to know something, we just open up the closet? She can, you can write in there. Uh, you could probably write lots of books in the closet. <laughs> you are so great. I I just love the wealth and layers of information uh, that you're providing. Now, again, this hour is coming to a rapid close. So I'm going to be a tiny bit selfish just for a beat, we're going to switch topics. And I, you, you made the mistake, Rosemary, of mentioning the word uh, crypto. That that was a mistake because, as you can imagine, uh, from uh, some of the stuff I've shared, I am a diehard crypto fan. I'm very well acquainted with uh, some of these beings. I just wondered what your spin on the whole uh, cryptozoology realm kind of is, if you can, you're pretty good at summing things up, sum that up for us. And... I'm kind of divided right now, Rosemary. Um, I don't know if my vision has gotten clearer or the, the things they're doing with CERN and messing around with the dimensions and with time. I'm not sure why are more and more people aware of these or seeing them or having encounters with these creatures? Well, I can sum up the cryptid scene in one word, and that's interdimensional. I have, from the get-go, considered cryptids to be um, beings that share the planet with us but exist in parallel realms. And uh, the more research I've done, uh, that's reinforced that. Now, I, I would like to point out that my stance as a researcher and investigator is you go where the data takes you, and if, if it takes you in another direction from your, your cherished beliefs that you start out with, then you have to change those. Um, and yep. so I do, I've changed, you know, I've altered and modified and, and changed my uh, views on things as the years have gone by, but that's one that has really gotten solidified. I think the more evidence that comes out, uh, it indicates that we're dealing with interdimensional beings that are not fully in our reality. And that includes Sasquatch. And uh, I have a, a major essay um, being published this month in an anthology called Woodnox 2, that uh, David Weatherly puts out, and um, mm. my essay is titled Interdimensional Paraphysical Sasquatch, and it's about all the evidence that points to this entity not being um, a lost Earth species, not being an Earth flesh and blood species. But I think that uh, is the case with dogmen, with thunderbirds, lizardmen, frogmen, um, mothman, uh, all of these mysterious creatures that seem to be combinations of things, um, they're here on the planet. They're just not in our vibratory realm. So what would you say about people, um, <clears throat> there might be one present here maybe, that can um, see these creatures with their bare eyes and interact with them um, daily uh and and i you know with photographic evidence too is is that due to um you know our abilities the ones of us that can do that more than are their uh, allowance wanting to make a connection with us what's your opinion on that well there's a couple of factors going on and one is i think a lot of these uh, entities and I, I call them entities rather than creatures okay. because we we don't really know enough about them 
True. <laughs> uh, that um, I think they're, a lot of them are very intelligent and they're quite capable of cloaking themselves and not being seen if they don't want to be seen. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, some of them um, do engage a lot with people, uh, or at least from time to time. But people who have frequent experiences, especially of certain types, I think their consciousness is tuned to those wavelengths. There's something natural in their field of consciousness or perhaps the way they've developed it that enables them to perceive things that uh, are blanks to other people. And that goes for photographs, too, because uh, all you have to do is be a paranormal investigator for a short period of time, (laughs) and you realize that there are individuals around you who are always getting the anomalous photographs. Uh, You can snap away right next to them in the same direction, and nothing will show up on your photographs, and everything will show up on theirs. And I think mm. this, is, uh, this is a function of consciousness. It's mm. uh, what we're tuning into without us being aware of it in, in many cases. And uh, it's why um, two people can look up in the sky and one people sees a craft and the other person sees nothing. Uh, doesn't mean one person's crazy or hallucinating. It just means uh, their consciousness is able to perceive something in a different vibration that the other person is not. I think that's one of the best. I just love how you say things. <laughs> I think you sum them up so beautifully. Uh, it's so funny because I'll be to my girls. I'll be like, I'm so I'm so mean. I'm I'm like they are like enough with the Sasquatch, mom. We know we get it. You're friends. But I'll show them a picture and I'll be like, do you see? Show me the Sasquatch. And these, it's like a quiz. Show me the Sasquatch in these pictures. And they'll, they're, you just hear the question mark. Like they are so obvious to me, Rosemary. And they're like. Um, there, and my girls have abilities, uh, you know, developed on different levels. They're like there, and then I'll be like, here's, you know, I told you guys, Laura, you might not have been in one of the groups. One of the groups I said, you guys need to go to this Facebook page, and here is the best video example of a cloak Sasquatch I've ever seen. And Rosemary, I swear to you, it is clear, but people are like, I don't see it, and I want to shake them. How can you not see it? But I guess that that's a brilliant explanation for that, right? Uh, yes, and um, some of it comes from just, um, you know, experience Practice. doing research and investigations, yes. too, yes. that uh, yes. your eye becomes attuned and your ear becomes True. attuned. True, true. Well said. Uh, but, um, yes, uh, I and these are, um, I guess you would call them epiphenomena, kind of side effects of, of consciousness that um, we, we don't really know. First of all, we really don't have a very good understanding of what consciousness is. Mm-hmm. Um, more and more people are accepting the fact, and even science, that it's non-local. It operates independently of the body and the brain, uh, even though the body and the brain are, are, as long as we're you know in the body, it's very important to it. Um, but we have very little idea of, of what it's, true nature is and what it's capable of, of doing. And uh, our, um, it's that um, uneven playing field, again, I alluded to in the other show, that uh, when it comes to the paranormal, it's a very uneven playing field in terms mm. of who experiences what and why. Um, and um, that, uh, that inability for us to uh, box everything up uh, very neatly or make nice little pie charts and you know, things like that, uh, I don't think we'll ever get to those points when it comes to these 
uh, these realms of consciousness. They're very blurry, very uh, shape-shifting. They're like mercury, you know. As soon as you think you've got a hold of it, it squishes out from your fingers and becomes something else. Love that. We'll be right back on The Secret Everything with Lori Wynn, Rosemary Ellen Guiley, and Dr. Kimberly McGeorge. Hi everyone, Rob McConnell here and I wanted to spend a moment on internet streaming. Everybody has heard about internet streaming, but not many know much about it. Did you know the internet streams just about everything? Movies. From new releases to old classics. TV shows. Almost every show, every episode, and much more. But the question has always been, how do you do it? Well now, thanks to the folks at 123 Ready TV, I have the answer for you. They have developed a simple program app, 123 Ready TV, that you install on your Windows PC, Android smartphone, or Android tablet that can have you streaming like a pro in less than five minutes. You truly won't believe how much is available or how easy it is to do until you try. And for a one-time cost of only $19.99, this product is a real winner. To learn more about 123 Ready TV, visit our website at www.xzbn.net. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the X-Zone Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. 
Remember, 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. True healing must address four levels, physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual, for us to live joyful and productive lives. We tend to treat three of the four, leaving the spiritual languishing. If you're tired of the same dysfunctional patterns cropping up in your life, soul balancing is for you. Trixie Phelps, owner and founder of Soul Balancing, is a naturally gifted energy healer trained in numerous esoteric forms, including shamanism. Trixie has created a powerful modality that safely and effectively clears your energetic field. A soul balancing session can remove interference, heal trauma, and restore your hope. Contact Trixie for a life-changing long-distance session today, www.soulbalancing.world. There's a legend shared by many indigenous cultures of a time when the nations were cast to the four corners of the world. Each nation was given a body of sacred knowledge that held a different portion of the truth to preserve. True reality could not be known until all the nations reunited, combining the information. If a single one was missing, the world could not be reborn and darkness would prevail. The Science of Magic Radio is dedicated to reuniting the sacred knowledge. With the understanding, Uh, none of us has all the answers, but together we we can open new perceptions and possibilities. Through our combined vision, the world can be reborn into a place where darkness no longer prevails. Join me, Gwilda Wiecka, and the Science of Magic daily on the Exxon Broadcast Network, xfdn.net, or visit us at thescienceofmagic.net. You use the best big words I've ever heard. Uh, no wonder everybody loves you and wants you. I want you on my board. I don't even have anything. I'm going to make a board just so I can have you on it. You're so crazy incredible. We love you. <laughs> oh, thank you very much, Kimberly. <laughs> you are just I was a something. debater in school. I was a there debater, you go. So. <laughs> oh, you're one of those like me that should have been in a in our in our next life or maybe our past life or maybe our future life will be will be attorneys, right, Rosemary? <laughs> yeah, be... yeah. Someone told me I would make a good attorney, but um it's not the lifestyle for me in this life. <laughs> yeah, I hear that. You have a sharp mind. It's just so nice to meet a, you know, a fellow, you know, person like you that just has that sharp mind. And I just love that analytical. You know what I love even more about you? And this is so important for every single person on here. Because I was talking to one of my daughters about my other daughter and danger of a mother with multiple children. And I said, you know what my youngest daughter's problem is? I said, she's resistant to change that is not going to serve her well, as we all know, being older in her life. And I love that you admitted, Rosemary, that you could change your mind. That is often one of the hardest things to change, our programming, our beliefs. And I imagine you've changed your mind many times in your field of research. I have, and uh, sadly, there are many researchers who won't. Uh, They become just kind of, um, I guess you could use the terms ossified and fossilized. Both of them apply. Uh, They uh, have a a set, a, a working hypothesis or a set of beliefs, and come hell or high water, that's the way it's going to be no matter what the evidence is. And 
science is, is that way to a point as well, yes, yes. And unfortunately. Um, but I think we, we have to be fluid and willing to change our minds, and it's not, uh, it's not an admission of being wrong. It's just you come across more evidence, more data, and it leads you in another direction, and it illuminates something that wasn't illuminated before. So I think that's part of it is that uh, people think that by um, altering their, their views, uh, they're admitting that they were wrong in the past. And I don't look at it that way. It's, you know, we, we go, uh, we explain things, we humans explain things in the terminology and the concepts that uh, are our, our best estimates at the time. You know, we work with what we've got. And we do our best, and then something comes along and shows us that there's more, that's, or something's different. And, and so uh, you can imagine what the world would be like if we still believed that the sun traveled around the Earth. Mm, well said. You know, I explain it, and Lori may have heard me say this, but and I just went through the rules of engagement for my new class, but I said, I'm going to tell you guys something. I only know what I know that I know now. Which is exactly what you're saying. I, you know, there's so many things and so many factors when I come to a conclusion or I teach something and and I want them to know that I am willing to shift and change and that this material three years from now may be obsolete. You know, maybe I've totally changed my mind based on new information. And I love that you say it's not being wrong. It's we do only know what's revealed to us and at our state of consciousness and our state of growth and somewhat maturity and age, all of it put together. And it reminds me of when I used to work in a very large, I won't say what, teaching hospital um, in the heart transplant unit. And um, they would uh, do these, you know, experiments, Rosemary and Lori, and they would force the data. I don't know which way it was. I think it was both ways sometimes, but they would say, we have to redo it. And I would say, why? Because I had to type up all this stuff. And they're like, I don't want to do that. It was like a pain the first time. You know, this is like major data entry. And they're like, because it didn't work. And I'm like, how did it work? Didn't you do all your variables? Didn't you, you know, check all the boxes? And they're like, well, yeah, but it didn't have the right result. And that's exactly what you're talking about. And that's like a, what a lot of our medical science and science actually is. But that's what you're talking about, right? It's kind of like forcing the data to meet your preconceived um, ideas, you know, using cryptozoology for an example. I've actually really changed on that, Rosemary. I used to swear up and down this interdimensional cloaking stuff was absolute, you know what. But the evidence proves me wrong and I have to go with the evidence, <laughs> you know, so I love that you said that. Well, yes, and, uh, you know, there's evidence on both sides of the fence um, and um, uh, I think that but on the other hand, uh, when you consider shapeshifters, you know, like the jinn, um, and I think that some of these other dimensional entities are capable of leaving physical trace evidence in this world. Mm. Um, show me a body. You know, when, when I see an actual earth carcass or body, um, then I'll change my thinking. Ah, but okay. nobody's produced one. And I don't think... Um, I don't think we're going to. Um, but are there are footprints? Yes. Um, there are other signs that uh, these things are about uh, in the world. Uh, the jinn are very good at moving things around. And 
uh, Sasquatch will break tree branches and make lots of loud noises and whatnot. Um, I don't think any of the hair or scat samples are conclusive. First of all, mm-hmm. I mean, at, at best, uh, a lab is going to come back and say, well, I don't know what it is. But that doesn't right. mean it belongs to Sasquatch. True. Uh, when Sasquatch goes to a lab and ponies up some blood and tissue and hair samples for us to have a baseline DNA profile, you know, then we've got something to work with. But we have none. Mm. Define gin for us. A lot of people are like, gin, what's you talking ask about? That. <laughs> what's your asking. definition? You know, I kind of, I have a general idea, but what, define that for us. Well, basically, we know them as the genie in the bottle, but that is um, a very um, oh small representation of them. They are uh, shapeshifters. They are beings who share the planet with us. Um, they have a lot of what we would call super normal abilities, and uh, they exist in a parallel dimension. They have, um, judging from the way they interact with us, uh, great ability to find entry points into our reality and Mm. um, the ones that are interested in dealing with people they're not all bad they're like people Um, but um, the ones that are interested in engaging with us tend to be on the tricky hostile side and so most of our dealings with them are not very pleasant but um, I have been studying them in depth for a good number of years and uh, I am convinced that they participate in and account for uh, phenomena in every kind of entity experience and spirit experience that we have. And uh, they're shapeshifters. They graft themselves onto things. And um, there are people on the planet who feel that they account for everything, that demons are just a subset of jinn, for example. And they may very well be. But um, in terms of my own research, not going there yet, um, I can certainly see how it could be possible, but I'm not convinced of it yet. But I do see gin footprints, so to speak, everywhere. Every kind of experience we have, the gin can be in it. Hmm. So if someone happened to be standing in their kitchen talking to their daughter and the cupboard opened behind them and they were pelted with plates that broke all over their floor, that could possibly be a gin experience. Uh, Well, um, in the broadest sense, yes. But uh, when you have manifestations, uh, there's Mm -hmm. a reason behind them. Mm -hmm. And in order to understand what it is that's causing it, you have to find that origin. And that um, is often a very complex process. So people who look for snap answers, like um, I've mm. got a shadow person in my house, what do I do sure, about it? Sure, sure. You know, and it's like going to a doctor and saying, uh, I've got a pain in my side, you know. Um, don't examine me. Uh, don't find out anything about my medical history, but tell me what to do about it. And, right. Right. Um, So um, people do need to understand that the spirit world and our interfaces with entities are are very complex. So um, what would cause a sudden eruption of uh, poltergeist activity? Well, um, you'd have to do some investigation before uh, you could arrive (laughs) arrive at a working hypothesis. 
Absolutely. Well, we could talk to you absolutely forever. You are an educated, you are an intelligent, you are a conscious current energy woman, and we appreciate you so much. So tell us how we can get a hold of you. Uh, where can we find you? How can we get your amazing and wonderful books? And what's up next for you? My website is visionaryliving.com, and I've got a lot of articles there. My calendar is uh, up on the site, uh, my upcoming radio shows, um, free newsletter. I'm also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and soon YouTube. Uh, I have a uh, YouTube channel starting up. It's, uh, the graphics are, are being uh, developed now for it. Um, my next events. Uh, coming up in um, in May, uh, I'm doing a Bigfoot camping adventure cool. in Pennsylvania, <laughs> uh, and I will be talking on interdimensional Sasquatch. That's going to be um, in um, uh, southwestern Pennsylvania. You can go to BigfootCampingAdventure.com to find out about it. It's a charity event, too. And from there, um, for the rest of the summer, I'm traveling around the country in England. Um, I have conferences. Uh, private events, workshops, reading days. It's uh, a real mix of things. We'll find you, Rosemary. We'll find you. Have no fear. Thank you so much for being on The Secret to Everything from Lori and I. And join us next time on The Secret to Everything, sponsored by thesecrettoeverything.com. <laughs> 